the GM of Racing. Matt Walsh joins us here here at Victoria on this Monday morning. Matty, hello to you. Must say, mentioning Wayne Hawks there, I did something on Saturday I never thought I'd do. What, Matty? And that is chat fashion oh, with no. Wayne Hawks at uh, no. Caulfield in the mounting yard. How'd that go? Uh, he was critiquing my shorts. <laughs> I must say, fabulous to be able to wear shorts yes. in the members there on Saturday. Nice relaxed shirt as well. Some people chose to dress up. Others enjoy uh, the ability to wear shorts. So that was well done by the Melbourne Racing Club. But uh, Wayno was uh, critiquing my dress okay. as he sat there in uh, his black polo, black pants, and uh, I won't mention what else. But, no. Uh, anyway, it was uh, it was interesting. He's one man that shouldn't really give any advice on fashion. His beautiful wife should in Jane Hawkes, who is a fashionista, and she is a superstar. But Wayne, I don't know about Wayne. Anyway, what did you you would have watched that trial of imperate trees? You're a terrific form judge, Maddie. What did you make of it? It was just fair yeah. to the eye. Uh, there were some very good trialers in that heat. Yes. I mean, passive aggressive and, and I am unstoppable, two of the best trialers yes. in the country, uh, along with Bella Nipatina. Gee, the winner of the trial for Graham Begg went, uh, went incredibly well in Cinderella Day. So yes. certainly one to put into the black book. But look, I, I, with, a, with a mare like that, yes, ever so slightly you'd go, hasn't trialed as well as you'd expect, but let's see it on race day. Cause I think she's the best sprinter in, in Australasia and potentially the world. And, and hopefully she brings that to Flemington on uh, February 17 in the lightning stakes. But uh, I suppose it'll be interesting to hear what Ben has to say, uh, whether yeah. he was impressed with the trial when you get him on a bit later. Now that black caviar lightning, we had a few of the stars trial there today around the country and secret I thought was pretty good. Private Eye I think just does what Private Eye does at the trial. So I'm Unstoppable was impressive, as you pointed out, Bella Nipatina. So that's coming together quite nicely, that Black Caviar Lightning in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, shaping up as a terrific race. Uh, really looking forward to the the sprinting program through yeah. the Festival of Racing. Uh, we're launching the Festival of Racing tomorrow night. Kicks off with the All Stakes on Saturday. But that sprint program is brilliant over the next couple of months. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Lightning, uh, the the Oakley Plate, of course, for the handicappers, the new market down the straight for the handicappers. And then we finish off with the William Reid uh, at the back end of March at the Valley uh, with Imperatres looking to go back to back in that William Reid stake. So uh, really looking forward to the next month or so of sprinting. This morning we had um, the team come on for the Monday breakdown and we had some information regarding a horse by the name of Lady of Camelot that was impressive in Sydney. She was $13 with Bet365. Now she's into six fifty for the Blue Diamond Stakes. The way that she went there on Saturday, smashing the clock at Rose Hill, she'll be hard to beat for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. So I think they've got about three or four horses now that they're considering for the Blue Diamond. After a couple of weeks ago, they weren't really considering any, but when they've got six or seven of the, the top ten, um, six or seven horses in the top ten um betting in the betting of the, the golden slipper. Well, they'll have to come to the blue diamond to split them up, which is good for that race, Matty. They've got an embarrassment of riches Yes, when it comes to the two-year-olds, of course, headed by Storm Boy. They're producing winner after winner. I must say, I think that blue diamond is looking really strong, as is this two-year-old generation in general for mine. Uh, I thought Coleman was really impressive, impressive on yep. Saturday. Uh, they ran fast time there, 56 7 2 Slick time on a day they're running good time, but that's still slick. And even Anisa, she chased home yes. hard. Um, we've seen uh, quality winners of the uh, Colts and Geldings from Team Snowden last week, the uh, the prelude, and, and then, of course, we've got the previews 
this Saturday. Uh, a number of nice gallopers stepping out. So I, I think the two-year-old season yes. is shaping up really, really well, and it's going to be a very competitive Blue Diamond. It's going to be an exciting carnival at, at Caulfield with the all stakes and those preludes of the Blue Diamond on Saturday as well. We'll take a quick break on the other side of it. We need to have a chat about the All-Star Mile. Voting is open now, so you can register your name and, and vote for the All-Star Mile and then hopefully become an owner ambassador on race day and win $250,000 if your horse wins. And we'll have a chat about a few of the other issues in racing these days, especially in Victoria with the GM of racing, Mary Welsh. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Matt Welsh, the GM of racing at Race of Victoria with me. Now, you made a big announcement Saturday, Jimmy Starr heading towards an all-star mile. Well, you've given them the invitation, the connections. Um, some will say, and I know my great mate Wayne Hawks will say, it's the biggest race in autumn. And how come you're inviting benchmark horses? Your thoughts there, You mate? won't be a benchmark horse for long. Yes, yes. He's a benchmark horse at the moment. That's fine. You've yep. got to, uh, you've, he, he's on the up at one stage, Black Covey. I was kicking around yes. in uh, lesser races the, than she ended up racing in. But uh, yeah, he's a star of the future, Jimmy. Uh, he was yes. really impressive at Bendigo and Cranbourne. Now, it was Bendigo and Cranbourne on their cup days, but he showed he'd returned in good order this campaign with a, a super trial at uh, Cranbourne. He went straight past prior to Jenny there. And then Saturday, he's run 81.58. He, he's gone close to exceeding Excel's 400-meter track record. He missed the kick. Uh, Blake Shin didn't push the button until the last 100 meters. You know, it was only a benchmark 84, Gareth, but he won that with several lengths up his sleeve. And uh, if he's not the epitome of, the, of a wild card, I'll give it away. I agree and with you. I think it's I think it's a good decision um, um, because you need those X factors and you need to take a pump because he's a talking horse, isn't he? Like people will say, well, they'll debate, oh, can he beat Mr. Brightside at weight for age? Probably not. But you never know. You don't know his ceiling, do you? No, you certainly don't. And uh, he's an in-form, exciting horse. Yep. I remember when there was some discussion around, I wish I win, not getting into the Rupert Clark. I think yes. it was a couple of years ago. And everyone said, well, up and coming, in-form, exciting horse. Let's have him in the race. Well, we've got the exciting up and coming yep. horse in the race. And what he does over the next couple of months, uh, Jimmy Starr, and indeed over the next couple of preparations, I think will be pretty exciting. Would you go to, like, obviously you want him to go to the all-star mile, but the, the, they'll have to weigh up whether they, how many points they want to do in a race like that and whether they think that they can get into a Doncaster mile. Um, yeah, the, so they've got, a, they've got a juggling act with a horse like that. Yeah, as, as I was discussing with Kieran on Saturday, I think the All-Star Mile is the preeminent form lead up to a yeah. Doncaster. Uh, the trifecta in the Doncaster came through the All-Star Mile last year. Mr. Brightside, who won the Doncaster again the previous year, came through the All-Star Mile. So challenge for them is to get into a race like the Doncaster. But if indeed they do, uh, there's no doubt that the mm. All-Star Mile is the perfect lead up. So well, look forward to me. hopefully seeing him you've there on March me, 16. Man. Um, you need to get uh, Johnny O'Neill over the line at yeah, 10 o'clock we'll, as well. We'll get him over the line. Um, I can't work out, however, like prior to Jenny's $9 with Bet 365, um, she's on the equal line of betting now, third line of betting with Jimmy Starr. So the market's reacted like that a little bit, but I think prior to Jenny's the forgotten horse. She was the best horse in the country um, at the back end of last year. And she got a slot. Well, she's been given a wild card as well. Yeah, she certainly has. She was given a wild card Friday. Uh, there's probably a bit of recency bias in that price. Yep. You see after the weekend, often the bookies will overreact to performances they've just seen. And it's going to be a different scenario for Jimmy Starr when he's chasing prior to Jenny 
uh, going out 10, 12 lengths above standard as she uh, she likes to do. And indeed, she did in her two wins at Flemington during uh, during Cup Week. So field's taking shape nicely. Uh, I've got another win in your in-race on Saturday in the CF4 stakes, the Lamaro's Group 1 CF4 yep. stakes. So uh, looking forward to seeing a couple of quality gallopers step out there. All right, then. And it's no voting this year in the All-Star Mile, but registrations have opened today. You just go to the All-Star Mile website and you can register um, and go into the draw, basically, of being an owner ambassador for the All-Star Mile. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we took away the voting to allow everyone to enter. At yep. the end of the day, voting uh, requires a degree of racing knowledge and uh, we're trying to build new fans here as well as engage our existing audience. So uh, head to allstarmile.com, a quarter of a million dollars in prizes up for grabs, plus money can't buy experience coming to Melbourne for the mm-hmm. All-Star Mile, get put up at Crown, flights if you live interstate, uh, great access on race day for the owner ambassadors. So uh Free to enter. I think uh, everyone should throw their hat in the ring and uh, 16 lucky owners will be drawn a horse for the All-Star Mile on March 16. A couple of no-brain, no-brain, no-brain decisions for me. I think that's a saying. It's a no-brainer, I should say. <laughs> um, I'll get that right. Um, so Kira Ma is still leading the premiership and he keeps his wins that he was able to achieve with David Eustace. So Racing Victoria changed their mind on that rule. Yeah, did yep. on Friday. That was announced on Friday following a review. And I must say, full credit goes to the professionalism professionalism of the Mars stable. But got to call out the professionalism of the Lindsay Park stable as well, yep. who uh, were second on the premiership. And we asked them to provide a submission around uh, that discussion. And they were simply outstanding. Uh, they are the epitome of a professional outfit. Yep. So the decision was made that uh, Kieran Ma would retain those wins earned under the uh, the Ma Eustace banner in the season to date. And uh, that was announced Friday. Yeah. So I think that's the right decision. And Kieran Ma now can, it's like Sydney, you've done the same thing in New South Wales. So he'll, he's, he won't be beating Chris Waller in the Metro Premiership there in Sydney, but He'll be winning now the premiership in Melbourne and it's a team effort from Kiramar Racing. So it'll be interesting to see who they go about um, announcing who the co-trainer will be at the end of the season. Just put your hand up, Gary. Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. I put my resume in, but um, I don't think a few of the owners want me there like a Johnny <laughs> O'Neill. I can't quite work that out. How do you react when you see stories in the paper and you hear the whispers on racetrack that Jonathan Munns, who is the head of the trainer's association here, basically Troa here in Victoria um, wants to get rid of you guys. He wants to get rid of Andrew Jones and his executives as well, Matty. And you're on the executive. So um, how does that make you feel and your thoughts on this situation here? That's been, that's been boiling in the background now for quite some time in Victoria. I just focused on racing, to be honest, Gareth, and not getting um, embroiled in the politics. And and I think that's what it's important that we as a management team do. Uh, We are laser focused on improving the racing industry, on maximising returns to owners and trainers, and to make this the most appealing product for punters that we possibly can. So just focused on that, put the politics to one side. Is it Uh, difficult to do your job, however? When this is in the background? I think you've got to be professional and just focus on your job. And that's what we do. And, you know, the team, the whole Racing Victoria team is focused on keeping the um, the show on the rails. And as I said, we come into work each day trying to maximise returns to owners and trainers 
and improve the landscape for punters. And uh, there's a lot of evidence of that over the last 12 months. Uh, some tough decisions have been made. Some positive decisions that have resulted in uh, really strong revenue outcomes have been made as well. And the other thing we, we spend a lot of time doing is consulting. And we consult Do with... Do you think uh, you've got the confidence of the industry, the current management? I'll, look, I'll, I'll let others speak yep. to that. You know, there are examples just, just recently, for example, we spent a, a bit of time consulting with a group of trainers, jockeys in the VJA, um, leading jockeys, leading trainers, VJA came to us and said, we want you to take a look at race times, particularly on Saturdays and Sundays. And that results in an immediate outcome where sale finishing times, sale being a remote yeah. location that very few people train at, finishing times were brought forward half an hour. And participants would have noted that yesterday with the last at sale at 4.55. So we, we, we do work really closely with participants, uh, constantly out and about consulting. And uh, hopefully everyone uh, sees, the, or sees that happening. And, um, you know, they're always very forward with their feedback, which is as well. So, yeah. look, we have a good relationship and we're continuing to work at it and um, trying to make this industry as good as it possibly mm. can. But that key message is... Our job is to maximise returns to owners and trainers, and that's what we're focused on. Well, um, good luck with it, Matty, and well done too with the announcement of the All-Star Mile. Bring on the All-Star Mile. We've run out of time as always, but um, we appreciate you coming in. Yeah, unless you want to stay for the means test. <laughs> you're more than welcome. <laughs> well, Wayne says you're I more than welcome. I might just listen in. Oh, uh, has he invited me? Yes. Oh, excellent. You, you can stay. The boys might, might have a couple of questions for you. Let's take a I quick... reckon the comms team might have a coronary if <laughs> I do that.